Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. I'm Welcome. Peter Lewis here from Breakthrough Church. And, and I'm Josh Dobie, also from Breakthrough Church. So. Yeah, we're in the eastern side of Melbourne, and um, we're glad you can join us. And today, we are not only going live to Facebook, we're going first time live to YouTube. So maybe there's some people watching us on YouTube for the first time, and um, that'll be pretty exciting for you to join us that way. So it's always exciting when you can add more avenues to, to get these things out. And so. Exactly right. God gave me a prophetic word um, over 20 years ago when he said, your branches will go over the wall and speaking about the fact that I would be planted, but going over the wall. Back then, concept of the internet and live streaming wasn't something I was aware of, mm. but hey, God knew how that we can be here, but yet our branches and our influence and our words are going out mm. over the wall. And that was that back in the time of... Uh VCR and tape? Or? Yes, that would have been um, yeah, t video. In fact, we God opened the door to us. We were sending things out by VCR. And then we said, hey, this is going over the wall. And um, little do we know what it would lead to. Mm. Yeah, and as you say, praise God. Now it's just, it's a, it's a whole lot easier. <laughs> and we've got a few people joining us. We've got Judith and Kyra and, and Jay, who's actually here in the room, but he was also putting comments online just to test that before. So that was good. So we love you guys and, and um, appreciate you joining with us. And I'm... Yeah. I'm I'm excited that God's word's going to really it, open up in our hearts. It's, it's always it's always great when we know that we're talking to someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, people do sit there and watch. Yeah, and just, that's it. And we're glad for you. For, for all those who are sitting back watching, we yeah. we bless you. Um, for those who put comments in, then that's great. That gives a bit of encouragement that we can. Mm. Um, yeah, we we we, cer we certainly appreciate it. We we love the the interacting, the connecting. Yeah, and, and I love the fact there will be people watching later on. Yeah, weeks, months, years down the track. Yeah. And uh, we bless you too if you're watching this um, down the track. That's it's exciting that you can be getting that fresh word even then. Mm. Well, Josh, let's let's jump straight into it because um, we've got a lot of word and, and excitement, exciting things to be looking at. Um, and we've been studying the covenant. We've been um, just coming to understand how the covenant works because God works and moves within covenant. That's that's the way He does mm. it. He's not restrained to it. It's not like oh, I cannot work by it, but without a covenant. But it's like Hey, God says that's how I work. I yeah. I make a I make a vow. Yeah. I I make a, a commitment. Um, we we set that in stone. Um, in a man's covenant, you've got to appeal to a higher authority. Yeah. God says, well, I appealed to myself because there is no higher authority. I appealed to myself and I established covenants so that you can have confidence and also it gives him the the legal right. The it it's right. Mm. It's right. Um, can I just um oh, show you an example of this? In um, yeah, but just while you're yeah, well, finding yeah. that, it's it's great that we can know, as you say, we 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 can have confidence. You don't have to get up each new morning or or when each new situation arises and like, oh, will he? Won't he? No, he will. Like <laughs> what he did last time, he'll do it again, and he'll do it again and and forever. That that's his covenant that he's made with us, and so you, you that is just. Um, just awesome that you can have that confidence and, and you can be assured in that, that God will do what he has said, that he cannot lie. Um, and that, that's an awesome God, I think. Amen. Josh, you're doing your best to talk to me. <laughs> Let's just look it up, okay, because um, I just want to go down this path. And All right, I'm just going to search for the word Canaanite. hope I can spell it right. Um, and we just want to look in the New Testament. And Matthew 15, 22. 
says, Behold, a Canaanite woman came out from that region and began to cry out, saying... So let's just go back a little bit. One verse. Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And so this is talking about the fact that um, Jesus has been ministering. It's pretty heavy. And so what he does is he says, let's withdraw from here. Let's go to this area outside of where the Israelites are. Mm. And um, some people are not aware of this, but when Jesus was given his assignment on the earth, he was given a particular assignment, and it was to minister to the, um, the Israelites. Yeah. He wasn't he, he, to lost sheep. of He said, I was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Mm. And so when he was on the earth, there was a... Um, a place where he could minister, and that was to the, the Gentiles, because uh, not to the Gentiles, to the Jews. And some people, oh, maybe he could have gone to the world, but mm. he didn't, because he had a particular assignment. And I believe that was tied into um, the covenant that God had made that gave him the entry point into mm. that world. Yeah. And he was there, and he was here to fulfill the covenant promise to Abraham that the blessing would go to the Gentiles. Mm. So it's mm. to the Jews, That's but it's good. going to go to the Gentiles. But Jesus has got to become the pathway for that and the door yeah. to that. And so, um, you know, um, so this might be a little bit new to some people. So let me. Um, Matthew 10, I believe it is. Um, okay, let, let's, let's go Matthew 10, 6. Cause we need to just establish just a couple of things mm. here. Matthew 10, verse 6, he says, um, these 12, or verse 5, these 12 Jesus sent out after instructing them, do not go in the way of the Gentiles, do not enter any city of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of Israel. Um, he said, that's, that's the place that I've assigned this to you, and that's where, um, that's my ministry level. You know, so he mm. put some restrictions. Yeah. And so then he comes to, um, this place and a Canaanite woman. So, particularly mentioned, she's a Canaanite woman. She's out of his jurisdiction. Not, not of Israel. Yeah, it's out of his jurisdiction. Now, this jurisdiction changed. Remember Matthew twenty-eight. Let's, you know, let's mm. let's have a quick look at Matthew twenty-eight. Um, he says, "All authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. Now go for therefore and make disciples of." All the nations. So you can see how that instruction is different now. Mm. He says, I want you to go to all the nations. Um, he's, he's changed his jurisdiction um, for where the disciples are to go. And I just want to show you this in another scripture. So I'm bouncing between. Um, in Acts 26, 23, let's see if that's that verse. All right, so Paul's speaking about what Christ did and that Christ was to suffer and that by the reason of his resurrection from the dead, he should be first to he should be the he should be the first to proclaim light both to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. The resurrection was said, now he's the first one now can can take yeah. this out. All right? Abraham was to be a blessing to the nations, but the way that they were to be a blessing to the nations was the people could join them as mm. Jews. You know, like um, like yeah. Rahab and people could come and become a Jew. But now it's different. They don't have to become a Jew. The blessing is now going to go into the nations. But it happened from the resurrection on. Mm. So now he has got, he's got a jurisdiction that says now it's the end of the earth. Um, Psalm 2 talks about, you know, 
um, I'll ask you, and I'll, I'll give you the nations. Um, you look at the book of Revelation, and, and it talks about you know, his mm. ministry to the nations and yeah. things like that. So let's go back to where we were in Matthew 15. A Canaanite woman comes to him outside of his jurisdiction. Mm. See, some people think God can just do anything, but he speaks and works within his legal framework. And his, yeah. um, when he, the reason he needed to save you and come and die for you is he couldn't just say, you know, listen, that's been a complete mess. Let's just wipe the whole thing and I'll let you come in and I'll just let... He, he just couldn't overwrite yeah. the rules of righteousness. He still, he still has, does it the right way. Exactly. The think, way that he's made it. I think that's a great way of saying it, Josh. He did it the right way. Mm. He just didn't do it. He did it the right way. He made sure it was done in the appropriate method. All right? And so he said... To this, so he's got a he's got a he's got a problem. A Canaanite woman mm. has come to him, mm. and I used to get really confused by this scripture. Like it was like, what is Jesus doing? He's he's telling her to go. First, I I I thought he told her to go away. Um, I thought he was rude to her. Called her. So he called her a dog. Yep. So he called her a dog and told her to go away. And I'm like, this is one of those scriptures. I'm just like, I just don't want to touch. You know what I mean? And um, I can still remember. Um, I was going for a walk with um, walking the dog uh, many years ago. This was um, you know, it was a dog we have before we have now. So this was um, a mini, and so I was walking this dog, and the Lord and I'm just I'd been reading the scripture, and, I, and the Lord said, "You know, you're offended, but she wasn't," mm. and that really pulled me up. I'm like, "What do you mean?" You know, He said, "She wasn't offended. You are, mm. but she wasn't. You don't get it." Yeah, and so like, oh, I'm really sorry, Lord. I, and and I was true. I was offended at God for the way. He, the day Jesus had behaved here. I was mm. like embarrassed for him. Yeah. I was like, how embarrassing. <laughs> um, and um, so I, um, I, took a, a, I took time to just read it and listen to it. So I had no idea about the, the, um, the jurisdiction. I had mm. no understanding that this was a woman that was outside mm. of where Jesus was told to minister. Yeah. So his authority and his power was limited to that. And you think, oh, Jesus was not limited. by He was... Doing it the right way. He yeah. was bringing salvation. He wasn't just saying, oh, let's all forgive everybody. No, he had to pay the price of that forgiveness. Mm. He had to enter into covenant with man. Yeah. He had a covenant with Abraham. I, Abraham, and we're not, you know, this one is a little bit conjecture, but Abraham offered up his son. And you know, remember, God really pushed him to do that. That was not just something that happened. Yeah. God said, I want you to sacrifice your son. But then he said, no, that's enough. I just need to see that you're willing to do it. Yeah. And he said, that, then I've got a provision for you. Mm. Um, there's some thought that is... Did that give God the legal right then to be able to enter into Abraham's life and, and give his son mm. into mankind? I don't know whether he had that already, but there was like yeah, there was stuff was, happening there that I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not familiar with. But the, the main thing is he's got this problem here. Look at how he does this. He's, he's got to do this so wisely and carefully. Mm. What does he want? He wants this woman's daughter to yeah. be healed, but how, he's got to be able to do it. Yeah. And um, so look at what he does. This is amazing. Behold, a Canaanite woman came out from that region, began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. Couldn't get any worse. You know, a child with a demon possession. Um, and she says, But he did not answer her a word. So first he's ignored her? Ignored her. But I had always thought that he told her to go away. Mm. But he didn't. Yeah. He never told her to go away. Um, and his disciples came to him and kept asking him, Send her away, for she is shouting out after us. 
Now this sort of gives you the fan. This is this is an ongoing because they yeah. kept they kept asking him. Yeah. Like they say, oh, can we tell her to go away? It's like a, it's a bit of a scene now. Well, yeah, and, and they keep coming. She's still following us. She's still calling out. She's still calling out. Can we tell her to go away? Can we can we just tell her to go away? But Jesus doesn't answer a word. So he's never rejecting her. Yeah. But she's left in this silence. Mm. All right. And um, so what's he doing? But he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay. Ah, he's like, I've got this problem. But she came up to him, began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. Mm. And he answered and said, it's not good to take. Now, when you say good, okay, um, uh, let's just see what this actual word looks like. Um, we might be able to get a better. Let's see what it actually. I, um, um, it is not good. It's not proper. Yeah. Um, okay. It's constitutionally good without necessarily being benevolent. So it's not talking about good in, term, in terms of, um, this is really actually interesting. It's not good in the sense that I'm being good to you. Mm. It's being benevolent uh, without necessarily being, it expresses beauty as a harmonious completeness, balance, proportionate. In other words, um, when I'm looking through, um, in my garage, and I've got a bolt, but I'm looking for the nut that fits it. Mm. You know what I mean? I got, I got a pile. No, no, no. Ah, this one's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, when I pick that and say this one's good, I'm not saying this one is more moral and better yeah. than any other one that I've got here. It's, it's a fit. It's a fit. It's a better fit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it's right. It's good because it's a good fit. Mm. Not good because it's. Um, a better way of doing things, yep. all right, or, or, or a more honorable, more righteous, or anything like that, just good, okay? So, um, so it's not good. In other words, it's not a good fit. Mm. It doesn't fit right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. In other words, it's like I don't have the match for yeah. this. It's not, uh, this, is, this is for the children's, this is a match for the Jews, mm. but I don't have the match for you at this time. When the resurrections happen, different, different mm. story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But now he's got a, a limitation. So he's telling her, he said, it's, it doesn't fit what you're doing. And she says, yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. She's saying, this food can still be for the Israelites, mm. but there can be an overflow yeah. which I can get. <laughs> All right, it's not for me, but I can get the overflow. That's good. I can get, you know, I can get the overflow. Yeah. Okay. And he said, uh, "Oh, woman, your faith is great." And um, I like to actually. Um, let me just see if I can get this verse in the. Um, yeah, that that was cool because like Jesus was being like sort of like a master surgeon here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he's being, you know, he's he's saying it's not good, it's not a right fit, but as you say, he's not also sending her away. And he's, he's trying to get the, um, that response of faith out of her. Yes. That once she did that, it's like, oh, woman, you're, how great is your faith? Perfect. Perfect summary, Josh. And Mark 7, 29, um, this is the second, it's Matthew and Mark shares the same story. Um, and it says, and he said to her, because of this answer, because of what you've said, because of the way you've answered, mm. go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And so yeah, I think you're, you're an example of a, a master surgeon 
He had to do this so delicately. This mm. is this is not like, like oh, we can come in and do this. This is like, not hammer and nail. No, no, no. We 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 we've got nerves touching other yeah. critical areas, and we've got to do this with precision. So we're, I've got to bring the healing without doing it the wrong way. Mm. He said, I've got to do it good. It's yeah. got to be good. And the way to do that was for her by her faith to draw it out of the provision he had for the Jews, and because of her faith to bring it to herself. But he couldn't just go and freely give it because he didn't have that to give but she by her faith could do it. so he had to draw her along so a couple of things he had to do he had to get her to ask and call upon the right things mm. so she was calling out calling out but he couldn't respond to that yeah so he just but he went silent waiting for her to come and the disciples say send him away don't send him away just don't let him go and then when she asks he says something to her which explains the situation mm. all right and now i was offended Oh, he's calling me a dog. No, he's explaining the situation, and she got it. Yeah. And she goes, well, what about this? And he goes, well done. She goes home, healed daughter. Mm. Jesus is happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, but G it, it, there's a right way of doing things, mm. a good way. Um, the Bible talks, I think, in the book of Romans. I won't try and find it because I've been sort of searching, searching around enough, unless I can find it really quickly. Um, it's the, the right time, and... Um, that, that God came at the right time. Um, uh, okay, yeah, I can find it quickly. Um, Romans 4.26 has is, is got this concept built into it. Romans 3.26, there is no 4.26. Romans 3.26. Um, For the demonstration I say of his righteousness at the present time, that he might be, be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Um, all right. There's two words here. He might be just and the justifier. You can't justify something in an unjust way. Mm. You can't make yeah. something right, yeah, but good. do it in the wrong way. That's good, yeah. Because you become unjust, yeah. making the injustice. So if he's going to make us uh, take away the just uh, the injustice, <laughs> he's going to, if he's going to justify us, let's do this. Right. <laughs> if he's going to justify us, yeah. he's got to do it in a just manner. Mm. And so that's why he, he had to. You know, you can't you, you can't make someone right by being wrong, mm. which it messes the whole system up. Yeah. So he works within covenant. He works within. Um, he puts. The, it's not like a restraint, but he sets the boundaries that are like right, they're good. Mm. They're, they're the right boundaries. Mm. And, he, and he gives us understanding so that we, like the Canaanite woman, can understand what those boundaries are mm. and then enter into them. You know, one of the best things that comes out of that story with the Canaanite woman is that now we're in a different situation. Yeah. We're not on the outside saying, let's get the crumbs. Yeah. We're now the children of God. We're the children, yeah. We're the children of God. And that's where the children of God, you know. But it says, this is the children's bread. Mm. Healing is our provision. We don't have to get the crumbs. Mm. Healing is what is so provided good. to us. It's just ours. Yeah. Healing, healing and deliverance and freedom is just what is provided for us. It's, at, it's the children's bread. So you can say healing is my bread. Healing is what has been provided for me because I understand the covenant. I don't have to go to God and say, I wonder whether I can get... He's mm. like, you don't have to wonder. You've, yeah. Your family, your children, it's your bread. You can, you can partake of that. You can mm. eat that. And, and I expect you to use your authority Mm. children see uh, um, the crumb had to fall yeah and, and to be taken 
but we have authority that we can lay hold of it and um, mm. in, enjoy it without having to sort of say, oh, God, I, please, God, give me healing. Yeah. You know, people say, you know, it's like, oh, okay, God says, well, I'll give you healing, but you know what? It's actually under your authority. Yeah, for, freely we can ask and freely he will give to us. Yeah. It's, it's in the it's covenant. Like, yeah, it, and it's like when Jesus was on the boat and he was asleep and they woke him up and said, you know, oh, you know, the, we're going to die because of the storm. And he rebuked the storm. And he said, why was your faith so small? Mm. Where was your faith? Like, oh, what do you mean? You know, he's like, you guys should have done that. You know, this, was, this was in your jurisdiction. Mm. Don't, don't come getting me when it's yeah. under your authority in your place. So the covenant is um, very important because it, it, it puts those boundaries and it under, gives us understanding. Mm. And we work within that. And it's, it's not like... Sometimes when you put boundaries on, people think, oh, this is restricting. Yeah. No, no, no. This is actually liberating. This tells me what God has done, yeah. gives me confidence with it, and then I can go ahead with boldness and use that area fully and freely. And so we need to know what is in the covenant, how God has established it. And um, I think last week we started talking about Psalm 103. Um, have to con I, I do different teachings during the week. So sometimes I'm not sure who I've taught this to, but I believe... I remember teaching this, but I don't know if it was at church or if it was Breakthrough Academy or... Yeah, well, it was, you know, sometimes it's Breakthrough Espinol. I'm, I'm sometimes it's both. <laughs> yeah, and it's a bit of both, you know, a mixture. Um, but it doesn't matter. I think we started this last week. Um, I, I, believe we, I believe we started on it and then we went to um, Romans, was it? Yes. Okay, so we, we can come back to it now. Psalm 103... Um, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget none of his benefits. Forget none of his... Ah, oh, this is... Um, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Um, so forget none of his benefits. That's, that's not a mental... Oh, I don't remember. Mm. That's a not giving attention to it, yep. not letting your skill. Um, the, the scripture for that is... Um, Up in my Bible. Um, Psalm 137, verse 5. It says, This is the same word. This word's not used that often. So, this is, If I forget you, O Jerusalem, may my right hand forget her skill. Mm. And it talks about, like, you know, like a, a, a warrior. If you said, If I forget you, may my right hand forget and become. Unuseless in holding a sword. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, when he's saying that, he's not saying like, "Oh, I remember how I remember how to hold a sword, and I remember, you know, this is what a sword does." It's not like I don't have yeah. the mental. It's saying the muscle memory, mm. the reflexes. Yeah. My training has gone to water, mm. and now I'm no. I, I, I've got the sword, but I can't use it. Yeah. It's not like I don't remember what a sword is, yeah. and I don't remember, you know, what, what a sword fight is. It's not. I, I don't remember. It's ah, oh, it. I'm not strong in it. And mm. so when, when we look back at that Psalm 103, it says, bless the Lord and forget none of his benefits. What it's saying is not like, oh, Josh, um, I'm going to give you a test. Name the five benefits of being saved. Oh, I remember that. I'm forgiven. I'm healed. I'm, you know, I can remember the five. Oh, I can remember four. What's the fifth one? What's the fifth one? I've forgotten it. That, not, not that type of test. Mm. It's not like, can you recall them to mind? Yeah. It's which ones have you neglected and yeah. have become, have become weak in? Yeah. Which ones um, are you not sort of strong in using? Yeah. And, and 
and they're not vibrant. And you say, yeah, I know, I know God's blessed me with healing, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I've just been sick and I've let other people around me be sick because, you know, it's not that I've forgotten. I could tell you, mm. but I've become lax in actually yeah. um, empowering that and using that. So these are not benefits that we are looking at to say, oh, we should remember them. I'm going to do a test at the end of this. Here's your test. What are the five benefits? No, all these benefits, the aim is that you would look at your life and say, I have, I'm, I'm well versed in this. You know, mm. you know I'm, I'm strong in this area. I'm strong. In, it's like someone who goes to the gym. Uh, which I, I know of people that go to the gym, you know, and you know, t- you know, Thursday is legs day, you know, and, and you know, they always say, that, what does that, well, what in the world does that mean? You know, Thursday is legs day, you know, like, um, you know you're going to walk in, you're going to walk out. You not take your legs in with you the other days? Do you not do anything? No. What it means is I'm going I'm to I'm give particular attention mm. to training the legs on Thursday. Yeah. And then on Tuesday must be another kind of day. Because I hear of legs day. I don't really hear of, I don't, you know, I don't hear of neck day. Or I don't hear of, you know, <laughs> elbow day. You know, what, what, you know, what, what, you know, but I know that they, they, they work, they don't just work on one thing. They work on a rotation. Yeah. So they're, they're fully fit all yeah. around. All right. So today is this forgiveness day mm. tomorrow healing day you that's know good. we're going to work on that's this good, and get yeah. strong in this because you look at this and it says okay let's let's look at all the benefits that we should stay strong and he pardoned now, and we stay strong in them because they're in the covenant mm. and we've got a legal right yeah. and it's good for us to activate and use these because these are these we know this because it's good mm. it's a good fit for us to use yeah. these things he pardons all your iniquities Heals all your diseases, redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, satisfies your years with good things, and your youth is renewed like the eagle. There's some powerful things. Mm. You know, um, many Christians only know the first benefit. Pardons all your iniquities. They say Christianity is getting saved. And, and some people might be like, oh, yep, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, what yeah. a great benefit. You know, I've got the strongest biceps in the world. Yeah. <laughs> right arm is amazing. And that's great, but there's a lot more. <laughs> there's a lot more. Um, and they probably, and also that uh, there's a sense where, um, uh, as we'll talk about, even with that one, they don't know how to actually exercise that even to its fullness mm. and what it actually means. They say, well, God has forgiven me. Praise God, I'm forgiven. Uh, I'm going to heaven. And um, so some Christians, that's ultimate. He's forgiven me, I'm going to heaven. That's what he's provided. Mm. That's what he's provided. And, um, and then they say, you know, and I know that God's with me through everything else I go through, but I just go through life, struggle with everything, but I've, he's forgiven me and I'm going to heaven. And it's like, I'm really strong on that, but let's just, we're going to dig in a little bit deeper. Um, so we want to become strong in each of these. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We want to become active in, in bringing these. And, and some of them, you know, so, okay, well, heals all your diseases. Okay, well, he's the healer. Okay, well, I can actually get my head around that a little bit. You know, okay, so, you know, I'm going from he forgives me to he also heals me. Wow. Um, do I have to choose which one? No, these are just, they're just all part of the mm. same package. It's all in the storehouse. Yeah, it's all in the, yeah, it's all there. And that's why we, um, if you go back last week, you can look at um, Legizomai, looking to see what you've got in your storehouse. That's there. Gives us confidence. We know how to do this. Um, Redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. Guess what the word loving kindness is? Chesed. Puts a chesed crown on you, um, satisfies your years with good things. Oh, wow. This is, um, now, he's, now it's saying that 
you know, God is a good God to us, and God we're, gives us good things. We're and, not just um, we're not just saved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that word years. It's a difficult word. Um, the New England. Um, sorry, the um, one of the Bible dictionaries says it's a sort of a tough one to get the handle mm. on. It's not not an easy word to you know. And so um, I think that uh, mouth. I think uh, let, let's actually have a look. Um, let's see. Um, okay, so your youth. So what, what, what did the New Americans say? Um, so your, your years. So satisfy, oh, yeah. satisfies your life, satisfy your years. Mm. Um, satisfies you with goodness. Um, it contents you with good. He, and King James, he satisfies my, your mouth with good things. So we've got mouth, you, years, and um, life. For that one word, just there, and we haven't gone very far. Yeah. I haven't even got into the. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like ah, trying to get a head around this word is not easy. What it just means is God satisfies you, and I love um, um, the, the word mouth. There, it means that um, you know, your mouth and your life are connected. Mm. <laughs> There's a little bit of an overlap there, and how many know that's pretty true? And your mouth and your life, what you enjoy, they, they're connected. Um, anyway, that's not what we're going to speak about today. So. Someone needs to hear that. Stop distracting me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So um, we're going to get to that hopefully because eventually we want to become strong in all these areas. So we want to become strong in the fact that He heals, pardons us, He heals us, He um, redeems us, He crowns us, He satisfies us. We want to become. That's strong. We're not going to forget any one of those. We're going to be able to minister in, in all those in a well-rounded way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, our aerobic exercise. I remember once seeing a thing on, you know those people that, that do the muscle building, um, uh, the bodybuilders, mm. and they, they stand there and they pose. They, they, this muscles are all ripped. It looks, to me, it's just actually grotesque, you know, what they're doing. But that's just my opinion. Um, and it's, it's, it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's muscles popping. It's like, oh, you know, it's, it's like you, you pump... You pump you, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you know, like it pumped up a body and, and all the seams are splitting and <laughs> it's coming out all out. And but those people often, um, I remember this is a story of a, a bodybuilder, a built built, but they'd um, be breathless going up a set of stairs. They they actually they absolutely had no aerobic strength mm. whatsoever. Yeah, they they do a little bit of something, <laughs> and they could hardly breathe because all their attention was just on one area of the yeah. body, just the muscles. Mm. But they you know tell them to run down the you know run 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 around the block, and they'd be absolutely useless. And to, 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 to do that, um, I believe they're also, um, like, dehydrated. I, I Possibly, think, yeah. With the, I, with they like could easily be. Something about not having the water, so the skin's tight. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like so they, they, they don't look after every part of their body because yeah. they're just making that one area look yeah. good. I remember, I remember actually... Um, I, I, I could watching, have that wrong. I was watching, sorry, I was watching um, um sports program, Fox Sports, and it clipped, switched over to a... Um, a cage fight, you know. I don't, I don't watch all the cage fights, but I have seen one or two. And this guy came out, and I stopped to watch it because he came out, and he was huge. Like, he had muscles on his muscles. And he was just a giant of a guy. And he was facing a guy who was big, but not that big. I'm like, oh, how's this going to end? You know, so I'm going to watch this because, you know, this is, how is this guy just full of muscle going to, he's going to beat this guy up. Anyway, they went for it, and the guy with the muscle went for it. And about 30 seconds in, it started to go downhill, and after 45 seconds, he was actually done. He was gassed. He, he totally gassed. He could, couldn't stand up. Mm. Guy got him over easily, pinned him down, game over. Mm. Um, 
and it was like he had muscle, but he had absolutely no endurance. Mm. All right. We do not want to be those that are strong in one area, but have nothing in the yeah. other areas. Because this is, we, we've got, remember, his redeem me, and let's forget none of his benefits. Let it be good in yeah. all of them. You know, and it's like, okay, people, you know, and you can do it the other way. You can say, oh, I love the fact that God loves me, and he satisfies my ears with good things. I'm just strong on the favor of God. Yeah, but I've got no strength in being forgiven. Mm. I've got no strength in the other areas. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've got to work these all together. You can't just pick and choose. You want to take them all. So let's have a look back at verse 2. Um, verse 3, sorry. Who pardons all your iniquities. Um, if, you know, and a pardon is to forgive. Mm. He, um, I'm forgiven. You say, oh, that's that's basic 101. Um, you know, that's sort of what we've been studying up till now. We looked last week, you know, Jesus is, how does that all work? Um and, you know, we, we looked at the fact on the cross, Jesus was put on the cross, which proved that God put the curse upon us. He became mm -hmm. cursed, made him who knew no sin be sin on our behalf so that we could become the righteousness of God that's in Christ. This is what we've done. We understand the exchange. We have legizomized that. We've got that exchange. Mm -hmm. Now, but there's part of that exchange, which has been just working around in my heart, and I was thinking moving forward, but I just want us to stop because I'm, I'm not sure this has been um, well understood in terms of, uh, uh, Chris, in fact, before I really studied this out, you know, I don't know how many years ago now, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I started to study this. Um, I don't remember hearing any sermons on it, and I don't remember it being something that people talk. And since then, it's not something that I hear much talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, occasionally, because my ears are sort of attuned to it, I hear it here and I look for it there. Um, and it's the concept of conscience, um, because... We, we sort of have conscience, but what is a conscience? And why, why is it really that doesn't make that much difference? Mm. Um, uh, how can I say? Um, when you look at the book of Hebrews, in fact, let's just do that. Just, just when you were saying that, I, I was just thinking, no, I, th I think I've only heard conscience from, from your teaching and your preaching. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I've ever heard it anywhere ever else. Ever heard it anywhere else. Not, not to say that it's not just that I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's not something, it's, and it was like, when I actually studied, I was like, wow, it's actually, um, there's a lot about it in the Bible, um, which is sort of really, um, um, well, let's just go to Hebrews 9, 9. Because Hebrews is comparing very much, hey, this is the old, and this is the new, mm. old versus the better. It says, this is what the old could not do. It was not designed to do. It was never going to do. We've, sort mm. of, we've studied that. We yeah. sort of realized the law was never designed to do this. One thing that I've come to understand and so appreciate is Paul said, by, by, through the law, I died to the law. Mm. And what that, I've, I, I now understand so much more strongly. Paul said, when I studied and dived into the law, I understood the law taught me. The law was not like a hidden thing. It taught me that... Don't, don't look at me for cleansing. I'm never going to give it to you. He says, it always, it always told you what was going to yeah. happen. It was like, ah, when I studied it, I found out it told me up front. Mm. This is not what I'm here to do. And um, in Hebrews 9.9, 9, um, talks about this, you know, this covenant that we've got. Uh, sorry, the old covenant which they were given. And, um, and look, look, look what it says which is a symbol for the present time, accordingly both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make the worshiper perfect in conscience. 
because they only relate to food and drink and various washings, regulation. That's why it simply can't. But what was it? What did, what did it say it couldn't do? It said it couldn't make the worshiper or the, the devotee or the, the server or the mm. minister, that word means, couldn't make the person ministering, like the priest. So it couldn't make the priest perfect in conscience. Now, I would have said, if you asked me to write this, I would have said it could not make the worshiper forgiven. Mm. All right, yeah. I would I would have said forgiven is the is the key issue. Forgiveness. He couldn't make the, the old covenant couldn't mm. forgive them. Yeah. But he said, you know what the old covenant couldn't do? It couldn't fix your conscience. I'm like, well, I I didn't even know my conscience needed fixing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But he said, um, I know there's another one that. Um, well, let's go to verse fourteen. Of the same area. Talking about now, now the positive. Um, so this is the, the alternative. Okay, how much more will the blood of Christ? Okay, now talking about what Jesus has done. Through the eternal spirit, offered himself without blemish to God, he will cleanse your conscience <laughs> from dead works to serve the living God. I'm like... So it's an issue of conscience. Mm. Paul's saying, Paul's writings here, you know, Paul's teachings here is, is all about the fact that um, um, the conscience wasn't fixed. It wasn't good. It yeah. wasn't healthy in the old covenant. Mm. But in the new covenant, Jesus has cleansed it. And so it's, it's, it's a little bit like, well, I didn't even know... Um, Let's just go to chapter 10. But, um, okay, let's just read. For the law, since it's only a shadow of the good things to come and not the very form of things, can never by the same sacrifices year by year which they offer continually make perfect those who draw near. Okay, I get that. They can't make them perfect. They can't forgive them. I get that. Mm. That's, that's what I would expect this teaching to be. Yeah. This fits into my theology and understanding what the Old Testament, you know, it couldn't do that. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered? In other words, that's one of the big, that's why the law teaches you about itself. It says, hey guys, if I could fix you, I wouldn't ask you to come back again next year. I'm not, I'm never, I've never said I could fix you because I always say, that was great, come mm. see you next year. That's how the law works. Yeah. And if the law fixed you, okay, because the worshippers or the ministers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have had a consciousness mm. of sins. Oh, hang on a sec. Isn't it important? It, it, it no longer have sins. Mm. No longer have sins. Isn't having sins the issue, not the consciousness yeah. of sins? Whether I know I've got sins or not, that's not really the issue. Mm. You know, um, is it more important for you to have a million dollars or to think you've got a million dollars? Well, I know. Very dangerous. Right. <laughs> yeah, J Jordan just said, I, it's I very I'd dangerous like one to think not the other, I've got so. a million dollars. No, you know, um, the, the consciousness, I, 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 consciousness is silly. Yeah. Reality. I, I'm, I'm dealing with reality. I'm not dealing with consciousness. But it says that the whole point of what the law couldn't do versus what Jesus could do was to do with consciousness. Mm. Was to do with consciousness. Why did they come back next year? Why did they come back the following year? Because they're aware that their sins weren't actually cleansed. Yeah. All right? They, they are aware... As good mm. as that sacrifice was, yeah. 
I've got to come back and just keep covering it and keep yeah. covering it. It's an awareness of that con consciousness. Like, right? like you said with that or that phrase or that word where it was always see you next year. Yeah. But now, um, like in the new covenant and what Jesus has done, he um, he's taken your sin and he chooses to remember it no more. So yeah. it's like if he's not remembering it anymore... Why should you be remembering That's the key. That's the key. Yeah, this is not just about what Jesus is approach. It's also about what their approach was, what mm. your approach is. Hey, it's no good Jesus just forgiving. You've also got to have that consciousness. And he said that's what the new covenant, the blood, was all about, to cleanse. Let's, let's look down a little bit further. Um, um, let's just stop at verse 16 on the way through. Coming down, chapter 10, verse 16. Remember this, remember, this is the vow. This is the words of the covenant. This is speaking about what the covenant's going to be. It says, this is the covenant spoken, Jeremiah. This is the covenant I'll make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws upon their heart and upon their mind. I will write them, he said. It talks about an internal work, doing something internally that changes us from the inside mm. out. And their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. So Now, now, where there is forgiveness of these things, there's no longer any offering for sin. So we are forgiven. So that's, that is key. That is what we've done. But if we come down a little bit further, um, says, so since therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place. So now it's not just about what we have. It's the confidence we mm. have. See, it's, you can have access, but confidence is, is built upon yeah. something that you're sure of that access. Mm. And that's because he's written things into your heart, which gives you that boldness to come out. By a new, we've got, so it's by a new living way, which is inaugurated for us through the veil that is in flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with sincere heart in full assurance of faith. Okay. Um, just take note of those two things. A, a, a sincere, a, 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 a real heart that's been cleansed and made pure. Mm. A full assurance of faith. Confidence. Remember those two. Um, what is it? Heart, faith. Having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. So freed us from an evil conscience. Um, that word evil conscience, and you know, let's have a look to see what the other translations do with it, because it's a little bit of a weird word. Um, from an evil conscience, evil conscience, evil conscience. They're not doing much for us. A bad conscience, bad conscience. Evil conscience, evil conscience. Um... I can't even see it here in the Living Bible, to make us clean and because our bodies were it gave up, didn't even try and mm. work it out. That's not a, I don't think that's a good option. Um, for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled. So now it's sort of bad, evil, guilty. Mm. Okay, that's giving a bit of... Um, so let's do it full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. This talks about confidence, doesn't talk about conscience. Um, oh, this isn't... We have been freed from an accusing conscience. Um, accusing conscience. I've never seen that one before. Mm. That's actually probably, I reckon, one of the um, the closest one to it. Mm. Um, from a guilty conscience, evil conscience back. All right. So we got, it, it says we're going to be clean from this evil conscience. Let's just take a jump out of this. We've got all this. This is the background now. This is a new the new covenant is dealing with our conscience, not just mm. our sins, but yeah. our conscience. The, the, the work, and it's important enough that um, it was sort of a part of the teaching and the understanding that um, um, that 
that you know it was in the book of Hebrews. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 sort of it was part of the the, the stream of of understanding. Mm. And yet to us and to me it was like forgiveness, cleansing the blood, but the conscience part I was just oblivious to. I didn't see any need for it. I don't understand it. Um, give me one one more scripture to sort of say this is why this is important. First Timothy chapter one and verse oh, let's go one. Okay, so this is Paul, an apostle by Christ Jesus. Um, he's speaking to Timothy. He's um, Timothy, who is his um, the young pastor. He's left in charge of the church of Ephesus. Okay, so Timothy's at Ephesus, being left there to sort out the problems. Paul says, I've got to go, leaving it to you. Great. Yeah. Um, so to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus the Lord. As I urged you upon my departure from Macedonia, for Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus in order that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines. Stop. Tell them to stop, Timothy. I'm going. <laughs> There's a problem. Tell them to stop. I'm going. You tell them. <laughs> yeah. So tell them to stop paying attention to endless, you know, myths and endless genealogies. Da 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 da. Um, but he said, you know, they're, they're, they're all over the shop. These people. But I tell you what. I'll just remind you. What is our mission? What is our call? But the goal of our instruction. This is where it all heads. This is where we end up. The goal of our instruction is love. That's where it all it says. Remember, Timothy, this is not about being right. This is not about the fights. It's about walking in love. Mm. Love. But not just any sort of love. He said love that comes from three things. Remember what the two things that I told you remember were? Faith and, um, and heart. heart. Love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Love that flows out of these three things being in a healthy place. Mm. Your love will be the most effective when you're working out of a pure heart, a good conscience, mm. and a sincere faith. That's good. Um, conscience is in some pretty good territory. <laughs> Got some pretty good... Um, hey, pure heart, sincere faith, and I'm sitting in the middle. Mm. But t when I was growing up as a Christian, good conscience wasn't even on my radar. Mm. Oh, yes, the pure heart, sincere faith. Mm. They're things I would yeah. build towards and develop and grow with. Oh, yes, they're the things I would want. But a good conscience, I didn't even know what it was and how it was. Let me explain to you why I was also a little bit hesitant about um, thinking that the conscience was... Um, oh, what's the word? It, 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 I thought it was a bit useless, actually. <laughs> Sorry. To be fair, I thought, I thought a conscience was... Um, but of of those three things, the conscience is the one that's um, like it's not. How do I say this right? Like it's it's more of a, a natural. It's not connected with your spirit as such, or well, th this is why this is why I um. That's that's probably a poor way of saying it, but First Corinthians four four. Yeah, it, it's until I understood what it was, I didn't have my. I I, I thought it was. I didn't like it, and this was one. It was because of the Word of God, because of the Bible. I didn't like it, hmm. not just because of my own. It's not, it's not like, oh, you didn't like your conscience because it was constantly telling you you're doing wrong. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying because of this verse, I did not think much of the conscience. Okay, so Paul's talking to the Corinthians and he's trying to, you know, who's justified, who's right. You know, he, had, he was having a bit of a trouble with the Corinthians. Um, 
Paul says this, for I am conscious of nothing against myself. In other words, my conscience is clean. Mm. My, conscience is, my conscience is good. Yet, I'm not by this acquitted. But the one who examines me is the Lord. Okay, yeah. Paul says, I've got a clean conscience. But you know what? You don't get into heaven because you've got a clean conscience. Mm. <laughs> you don't get into heaven because your conscience is not bothering you. You get into heaven because the Lord acquits you. Yeah. The Lord examines you. And um, the Lord's the one that says, you're forgiven. So I don't care what your conscience tells you. Your conscience can tell you you're a terrible sinner. Your conscience can tell you that you're the most righteous man on earth. It really doesn't cut it when you mm. get to heaven. When you get to heaven, it's what God says about yeah. you that is important. So I, my thought about the conscience was, well, it's not very good, is it? It's totally unreliable. Mm. The conscience is totally unreliable. It can tell me I'm perfect and it's wrong. It's really only what God says about me that's yeah. right. So I thought, stupid conscience. What, you know, what's the point? Mm. Um, so that was, that was I, 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 just, I, didn't, I didn't treat it. But can I just say, Josh, if I said to you, um, I've got a chainsaw that I'm going to give you. Really, it's a petrol-powered, full-on, big... You, you used to work chopping down trees, mm -hmm. so you know how to use a chainsaw, yep. and it's good. And you say, oh, beauty, I'll use it to shave. <laughs> I'll use it to shave Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shave Jordan. Okay. Um, I'm like, no, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a disaster when it comes to shaving. It's a terrible use for a chainsaw. Yeah. It, a, it, a disastrous use. It's a disastrous use for a chainsaw. So, therefore, chainsaws are useless. Mm. Chainsaws are, I don't want your chainsaw, it can't yeah. shave. I never said it could shave. You've got to be shaving the trees. Yeah. It's to cut down huge logs and, and, and you know, so you can take mm. them to the fireplace. Yeah. Try and do that with a razor. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a, it's, um, it's, it's not designed for that. Mm. So just because something isn't designed for it doesn't mean it's useless. Mm. This means there's no good in that field. Yeah. What is it designed for? So that's what I never asked. Yeah. I said, all right, this is useless. This does not guarantee me going to heaven. So what's the point? It's unreliable. This is why it's unreliable. It can't guarantee me going to heaven. In fact, it can deceive me because mm. it's what Paul's saying. I can yeah. feel no, and, and yet I'm not going to heaven because, you know, I feel my conscience is fine. Mm. So in fact, it's dangerous. It's deceptive. I don't want it. I'm pushing. I'm not going to rely on my conscience. I'm not going to, I don't, this conscience thing's terrible. Mm. Let's throw this chainsaw into the in the back of the shed and lock the door i'm never going to use a chainsaw um that was wrong approach mm. because conscience was a key part of what jesus was doing in the new covenant it was a key component of what he was wanting to work in me and paul said to timothy mm. your love is going to flow out of these three things yeah it's going to flow out of now Let's have a just quick look at this. So it's it's love. Oh, that's not what we want. It's love from um, and over here, right? And can you remember them in order? There was a pure heart, a good conscience, 
and a sincere faith. Sincere faith, that's the one. All right. Um, who has a heart? Everyone. Everyone. Everyone has a heart. I know who, I do. Who has a conscience? Question. Who has a conscience? Can you answer that quickly? Answer is yes, everyone. Same as a heart. Everyone has a conscience. Who has faith? Uh, not anyone has faith, unless mm. the Lord finds faith. Uh, but who has faith in themselves? Who has faith mm. in this world? Who yeah. has faith in... You've you got faith. It's just when it says, God says, whereas faith is meaning faith in me, mm. a saving faith, yeah. a trusting faith. So we have faith. We have a heart. We have a conscience. have faith. It's what goes here, which is important. Just because you've got something, yeah. okay, who has a muscle in your arm? We all got a muscle we in our arm. We all got that, yeah. If I said you've got a strong muscle in your arm as opposed to a weak muscle mm. in your arm, that's where the difference is, mm. all right? The, so a developed muscle. Develop, a developed muscle. You've got a, is it a, a, a trophy, a, a a trophy, is that the word for when you, you know, say someone who's had an accident and they don't use their arm for a long time, yeah. the muscle wastes away? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. You, you've, got a, you've got a muscle that's just gone without, and now it has to be retrained and mm. rebuilt up. Um, that The word that's in front of it plays a huge role. Mm. All right? So when, when I said, Paul said, my conscience isn't guaranteed, I got rid of conscience. No conscience. It's stupid. It doesn't work. No, no. What you need to do is ensure that you've got the right kind of conscience mm. that is working yeah. with God and is in partnership with God. And um, that's really what Paul was saying. He's saying, my conscience by itself would not be a guarantee. Mm. Okay? So let me just, I'll put a word in there. Um, an untrained, an untrained conscience is not reliable. Mm. A conscience that is just left to its own, it can be, it's hit and miss. Yeah. It can be good, it can be bad. It's not a bad thing, but it's a little bit... You, you cannot rely on that. Cannot rely on it. So Paul's saying you cannot rely on an untrained conscience. That's what he was aiming at. So... What are the three things that we do? He said, you know, you want, I want a pure heart. In other words, a heart that has been made right and cleansed. Um, a sincere faith. Mm -hmm. A genuine, real faith that's in God. Genuine, true faith in God. So it's talking mm. about biblical faith. And I want a good conscience. Now, what I came to understand is that a conscience, because um, I found when I started to study in the Bible, I found all sorts of things in the Bible, uh, describing conscience. And um, so I thought there was people have different things, you know. Um, um, you know, that, you know, you have this type of conscience or this type of conscience. Yep. So what type of conscience you've got? I thought that, you know, you, you, you know, either this one or this one. But then I understood, no, everyone's got one conscience. Yeah. And how it's being trained mm. and looked after or what it's the, in, the position it's in is the description that you get on it. Yeah. All right? So um, so you have this one word, conscience, and then you have a whole lot of descriptions to it. 
Okay, we'll, we'll define what a conscience is in a little bit, and then we'll understand why it's so important. Why why did um why did you know the teachings in Hebrew say this is such an important part? You need to have a good conscience. Mm. You need your co good conscience with a pure heart and sincere faith yeah. will put you in the best place for bringing working love mm. into your situation. So you need it. You need to know why. And Jesus died on the cross so you can have it. It's an important part of yeah. what he did. It's not just a, well, you know, it's not really important, but it is. It was very important to him. So this is the couple of scriptures. So we, we looked at, um, uh, what did we look at? We looked at 1 Timothy 1, 5, and we had the word good. All right. Let's just see. I'm not going to go through them all, um, but Titus 2, 14. It says, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. These things <laughs> I am just confused that scripture. Who gave gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify himself for his own possession. Zealous for good deeds. I made the mistake of not checking this reference before. I distrusted my own notes. All right, let's just... Let me just do a search. I'm not too proud to have to find this. No. Titus 115. There you go. Amen that. Amen that. Titus 1.15. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their mind and their conscience are defiled. Mm. So. Defiled. A defiled conscience. Um, 1 Timothy 4.2. And that, that's perhaps also not a word that we, like, it's, it's a common word, but not a word that we, Use. Yeah. What, what does that so actually what, mean? So yeah. what does a, a defiled... Yeah, what does the word defiled mean? Mm. Even a defiled... Con I don't know what conscience means. I don't even know what defiled means. Um, and it says, by means of their, the hypocrisy of lies seared in their own conscience, as with a branding iron. Mm. So now you have a good conscience, a defiled conscience, and a seared conscience. Um, 1 Corinthians 8, 7... To have a, a suppressed conscience, perhaps. If well, yeah, like well, you push it down or something. The that could be a suppressed conscience. That, that could be. First Corinthians eight seven. However, not all men have this knowledge, but some being accustomed to the idol and turn eat food as if it was sacrificed to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Mm. So we end up. It, it's a weak conscience, which leads them to being defiled. Um, and Hebrews 10.22, we had one just before, an evil conscience. Mm. And which the other words were that it was um, a guilty conscience. Um, bad was one. And what was, what, what was the one I said? That was a really good description. Um, the Passion Translation. Um, um, accusing. Accusing. Well remembered. A good conscience, a defiled conscience, a seared conscience, a weak conscience, an evil, guilty, bad, accusing conscience. Um when I came to understand that um, 
these these were not you don't have five consciences mm. you've got one conscience and it's just how it's being treated or prepared or mm. looked after results in it being a good conscience a defiled conscience a seared conscience a weak um i began to study and we could say okay well what is this conscience that we've got um first thing i under came to understand is um it's not um it's not um the same as the holy spirit um let me just show you the scripture romans I think it's Romans 8. No, Romans 9. Good that. Check. Romans chapter 9, verse 1. I'm telling you the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. Mm. So um, it's, it's a couple of things. The conscience... Is not equal to. It's not the same thing as the Holy Spirit. And um, it's and in Titus one fifteen, we we already looked at that scripture. But we've probably pointed out the time. Titus one one fifteen. I've got the right reference here. Titus one fifteen. It says, "To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled, unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both." Both their mind mm. and their conscience are undefiled. Uh, defiled, sorry, are defiled. So it's not equal to their mind. Um, your conscience actually speaks to you. If your conscience is speaking to you, does your Holy Spirit? Does the Holy Spirit speak to you? Of course, He does. Mm. Holy Spirit speaks to you. Does your mind speak to you? Do you ever have, have thoughts <laughs> come to you? Like it's like your mind is speaking yeah. you, you're chewing things over. Um, and I'll throw one in here that's not sort of part of the scripture, but you know, we, we talk about the devil and his temptations. All right. Um, you know, the, the devil and his temptation speaking to us. Mm. Um, that's not your conscience. Mm. But what I've done here, that's all of these speak to me. There's four things that could be speaking inside me. Yeah. That's a noisy place. That's, <laughs> that's a that's a noisy that's a that's a noisy little um chamber we've got here. Mm. It can I can I can have the Holy Spirit speaking to me. My own mind can be mm. chewing on things. The devil can be throwing a temptation at me. Or my conscience can speak to me. What I found was I was so confused about this whole process. All these things would be speaking to me, and I did not know when the conscience mm, was speaking to me. That's good. It was, I, it was just totally confusing to me. I just had lots of voices. I would tend, most often, if my conscience spoke to me, sometimes I'd say the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit warned me. The Holy Spirit gave me a check. The Holy Spirit did this. Do you know what I mean? I would often, most often, I would... When, when it was the conscience, when it was my conscience, I would say it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay? Now, I'll explain why that is actually very, it can be um, dangerous to get those two mixed up because without understanding what was happening sometimes, I was confusing when my conscience was speaking, I was thinking it's the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is speaking, which, which one is infallible? Is your conscience infallible? Which means, you know, probably say, I don't even know what infallible means. Is your conscience um, above being in error? No, because no. remember Paul said 
my conscience can get it wrong. Yeah. It can say that you're fine. Mm. And I get up and I go ask God and God says, you're not fine. Mm. <laughs> my, but my conscience said I'm fine. My conscience is like, Josh, you're the best. Yeah. And I get up to heaven and God says, you're not the best. <laughs> you're the, a sinner. The gauge for the conscience is not, it's not absolute or like what the Holy Spirit is. Okay. Now, if the Holy Spirit says something, I can trust 100%. Mm. Holy Spirit doesn't get things wrong. Okay. But so this is why it's really important. If the Holy Spirit says something to me, I need to obey it 100%. Mm. And I trust it 100%. But if the if my conscience speaks something to me, do I trust it 100%? Uh no, it's not it's not it's not given that position. Mm. All right? Oh, so some people say, "Oh, this is going to be great teaching. I can I can disobey my conscience." <laughs> I love this teaching. Got to listen to the end, all right? Got to listen then. You cannot, you cannot just disobey your conscience and say, "That's what I said." The I, the, the, the person that just had their internet cut out and like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they go. Uh, um, what I said is, you can't trust it a hundred percent because well, because remember, there's all these types of conscience. Mm. Um, yeah. If you've got a good conscience, you're you're in a better spot. But let's say your conscience is defiled or seared or weak then you do not want to listen to your conscience mm. 100%. I was just looking up the definition, just because like, I sort of knew it, but I wanted to get yeah. the definition for defiled. Yeah. It's damaged the, the purity or the appearance of, or to spoil. To damage. Mm. So it's like, dam yeah. So it, it's, it's been damaged. It's, it, it, it's been, well, it's, okay, so it's been damaged. It's defiled. Mm. It's damaged. You can read that. You just gotta be anointed. Well, the the trick is reading it next week. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not gonna read it next week. Just read it now. That says damaged people, defiled, damaged, it's spoiled. Um, that's why you can't rely on 100 percent because mm. depending on what, you know, it's like saying, Josh, can you can you lift a hundred kilogram weight? Well, no, yeah, I don't know. Yes or no? Depends. Depend, you know. Life. Yeah, I, I I can't. You know, if 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 it depends on my leg muscles and my arm muscles and my back muscles and all the other mm. things. They are all part of that. Um, so I needed to understand what the conscience was, how it worked, what all, and what each of those different ones were. So let me just give you a diagram that um, I, by looking at all these scriptures and, and some other scriptures, understanding this, this is what I came to understand. All right. So here is Josh, my famous. There is Josh. Um, <laughs> no, no neck, Josh. <laughs> done. Josh has only done neck, neck days for the last two <laughs> years. That's what you look like if you only do neck days. Um, Josh has a heart. That we, I believe. I've never physically looked, but I'm pretty confident in that. Um, Josh has a brain. I can confirm. Okay, so we use these two terms: mind and heart. Um, so we, we understand that we're not actually talking about the physical body parts. Mm. I draw a brain and I draw a physical, yeah. you know, the, 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 but we, we, we know we're talking about the inner spirit yeah. and the mind is the processing soul part of what you are and who you are. All right. How, where does the conscience fit into all this? Okay. Where the conscience, let's just have a look at the word conscience by itself. It's, it's really funny. The word conscience is different to the word, the Greek word. But they actually got the same roots and they do exactly the same thing. So it's nice that we can look, do it in the English. We get the same thing. 
Um, if I drag con, um, let's just use the word with. Probably, you know, it's a bit, a little bit of, but with works the best. This is con in this sense. And, you know, it goes back to Latin, mm -hmm. all right, and you know, early languages. And science, well, you, know, you sort of understand science. What solid science is knowledge. Yep. Science is about knowing. Um, um, Yeah, okay. With together um, and a knowing. Mm. I'll put up here the um, the Greek word. Oh, let me see if I probably can't spell it. Conference, I'm just grabbing this quickly. Okay, there it is. Sunidesis. Sunidesis. Okay, it is also made up of two parts. Sun, which is together. And edesis, which is to know. It actually literally means to see. Um, mm. Do you see what I mean? That's got nothing to do with physical eyes. Yeah. It's yeah. Really yeah. So when when we use the word to see, yeah, we can either mean do you do you see this pencil? Mm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Is even though I use exactly the same phrase, it either means to see something physically or to know and understand. Yeah. So, edesis uh, comes on eda, which means to know or to see. So, and sun is together, you know, synergy to working together. Sun, ergo. Together to know. Con together science to know. So do you see it's got exactly mm, exactly the same, the same thing? What does that mean? It means um, it it wants you to know something together with it. Mm. Your conscience wants you to know something, and so it, it's it. I want you to know something. Mm. I want you to know something. I want you to see what I mean. Yeah, I want you to see what I mean. So we have. This conscience here, I'm just going to put the word C there so I don't have to try and. Your conscience is speaking to you. And it's wanting you to know. Mm. And what's it wanting you to know? Now, the conscience has a limited, you know, it, it, well, not limited, strong word. It has a focused thing that it's in, it really concerned about. It's focused about your well being mm. and you making the right decisions mm. and you doing good things. All right? So when it says right decisions, or will I pick the blue shirt or the green shirt, your conscience <laughs> would not care. Or do I pick the T-shirt with a heart on it or the T-shirt with skulls all over it? Your conscience goes, oh, I might have, I might have, I've, got a, I've got an opinion on this one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I, 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 I want to talk to you about this one. Yeah. Okay, so it's not it's not it's not acting everywhere. It's um, so, but it'll it'll be using a whole lot of information that it's been built and trained in to then feed you. Okay, um, this T-shirt costs a thousand dollars. Your conscience would get involved, mm. maybe. Yeah, it's would your conscience? Oh, I'm not so sure. This is a good wise decision. <laughs> it's a good idea for just a T-shirt. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
how's this going to look to your you know to people when you say I don't have any money you know it's all the, it's 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 it becomes a how does this how's this going to work in the future is it a right decision yeah if you get the t-shirt over being able to eat for the for yeah, many or, weeks or feed your family you know yeah <laughs> you know you know, oh, that, you know yeah. so it's like how you use your money becomes a yeah a, a conscience thing but not always but um oh um should I buy this coffee? Oh, it's only five dollars. Yes. But you know, I was trying to save up for this and da da da. Is it a and we call it a guilty pleasure. Yeah. What does that mean? It means my conscience is saying don't, but I do it anyway. <laughs> do you know, a guilty I've, pleasure. I've never thought about it like that. That's that's actually amazing. Okay, so your conscience says I I've got it. I'm speaking a shut up. You so say you've overridden your, your conscience. I've overridden my conscience. Okay, so we get a choice. It comes to us. Now, cartoons have tried to show this as a little angel and a demon sitting on our shoulders, you know, and I did a sermon series called Shoulder Wars um, trying to explain this in a bit more depth. But um, here we're going, we're, we're aim, the aim of this is to come back and to get to Hebrews, what the what was the purpose of the covenant mm. so that we can be Psalm 103 and be really strong in this. We've got mm. to develop a good conscience yeah. because it's part of what we do. And people who don't know how, what it is, don't have it developed, just rely on it being good, but don't know how to train or work with it. Mm. And it's what has been provided on the cross, not just as some little bonus down the, you know, oh yeah, yeah, good conscience. No, it's like, I actually went to the cross so you'd have a good conscience. Mm. This is actually one of the reasons. The priests could not have a good conscience. Yeah. But I d went to the cross so you could have one. Oh, so it's really important. And I actually say this. I'm just sort of branching out a little bit. I, it is something I have noticed and experienced. Um, people who have not had this process and trained their conscience, I've noticed when Christians, mature Christians, can have very damaged consciences and they are good Christians but feel lousy. Mm. There is a there is a problem with good Christians who often feel lousy. Yeah. That they're often walking in like guilty pleasure type. They feel bad about what they're doing. They don't not, you know, I'm not reading my Bible enough. I'm not witnessing enough. I'm not faithful enough. I don't love the Lord enough. I don't, you know, they, they, that, that, yeah. that's all conscience speak. Constantly yeah. harassing them internally to, to do better. Mm. Their conscience is constantly telling them, do better, do better, do better. Mm. And um, that's not why Jesus died. He did not die so you could have a conscience telling you to do better. And you say, oh, thank God I can just ignore my conscience. Don't let the internet die. You need to hear the rest. <laughs> People say, oh, another one. I'll take this exit. <laughs> telling me I can ignore my conscience again. All right, that's not how it works. I have to start putting the little disclaimers on. <laughs> All right. So we have a choice here. Um, we can have, at this point, when the conscience is trying to speak to us, we can block it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we can block it, ignore, suppress it. And everyone knows what that's like. Okay. I do not have to describe to you what it feels like to suppress. Uh, we've got some comments up there. Oh, oh. Can my coffee be my unguilty pleasure? <laughs> I, I, I feel no guilt about drinking coffee. So, um, Yes, Christine, if you will follow through to the end, coffee could possibly become your unguilty pleasure. So there's more. Um, 
Jordan's been commenting a lot up there. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that. See too. a lot of Jordan. <laughs> For those who don't know, our comments come up in the back wall on, on, with a screen, but they're only little bitty screens. Oh, it's a screen. I love that, Josh. Okay, yes. Hey, Richard likes your comment, Josh. You can read that. I forgot later. what that was, but you're welcome. Yeah. Um, okay, we can ignore it. We can block it. We can suppress it. Mm. Um, and we know what that feels like. I know what it's like to override my conscience. It kicks up a bit of a fuss. Mm. How many know that it um, initially it initially <laughs> kick up a big fuss? It says, "Hey, hey, hey! What are you doing?" All, all the lights are flashing this time. Beep, beep. What are you doing? Put that shirt back. A thousand dollars is not right. Put it back. Who do you think you are buying a shirt like? You do not deserve a shirt like that. You mm. should, you know, oh, you know, beep, beep, beep. you know, I'll buy this shirt. And you go, and some people, and every time you wear it, you feel guilty. Mm. <laughs> you can't even enjoy it. <sighs> so you buy your coffee and you're sipping it. You're not even enjoying it because you're feeling bad. It's like, I shouldn't have bought this coffee. You know, I shouldn't be drinking this soft drink. I, I, I you know, okay, I'm not going to drink soft drink this week. I'm, I'm on a diet. I'm not going to drink soft drink. And then Thursday, it's been a big day. I get the drink and I make all sorts of, I make all sorts of, um, you know, justifications and I'm drinking my soft drink. Mm. I'm not enjoying the drink. I, 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 I get the bad sugar and I don't even enjoy it. It's like, so, but this is, this is one of the things. If you persevere, in this, it will actually shut this down. Mm. Your conscience will no longer be having any effect. Mm. That is called a seared conscience. Consistent behavior deadens the nerves of your conscience mm. to the point where you just don't hear them anymore. Yeah. So you can do the same thing without any. Well. So if I have a can of Coke and then I have another can of Coke, by the time I have the 10th can of Coke, I've got no, I've got no, my conscience stops. You can train your conscience to stop. Mm. And you say, well, I am. See, Jesus wanted me to be guilt free. Not this way. <laughs> okay. Jesus, Jesus did not design you to be free from your conscience by shutting it down. Mm. Now, you can, it, it can be in one area, okay? And then I do something else, my conscience, beep, 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 and, and you can shut it down. And if you shut it down in one area, it's easier to shut it down in another. It becomes yeah. quite a bit of a pattern, quite easy. Yeah. Shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. Okay. So now the problem is that that's all very good. Okay. So what I'm saying is never sear. You never stop your conscience. Mm. The trouble is, your conscience is is something that's not totally always right. Mm. Um, this is now remember, it's not the Holy Spirit. Um, okay, let's just start another diagram here. All right, so let's do Mr. Gingerbread Man Josh again. He's been doing neck day, and let's say you've got your conscience speaking up here. And it's telling you stuff, all right? You you are here. This is this is your soul now. I'm just saying, and you know, um, you you are making choices whether to hear it. That's mm. why you can shut it down, right? Your soul is making choices mm. whether to ignore it or not. This is the key thing. Um, this is how an evil conscience works. 
So an evil conscience is not bad. I just think bad thoughts. I give you bad. No, what what an evil conscience is, and that's why I like the accusing conscience is. Um, let's let's remember what the priests had. Okay, the priests would come. They would offer a sacrifice. Mm. They would walk out, and as they're going home, their conscience would say, mm. "But you're still a sinner." Yeah. And so next year you got to come back. Mm. and go through the process again because you are not being cleansed from the inside out. So your conscience is telling you the reality about your status with God. Mm. And it was not wrong. Mm. It was not wrong. Um, They couldn't tell them, you know, you you couldn't say, conscience, you're wrong. Well, you are right. I know you're right. But what happens when Jesus has taken your sin and we've, we legizomai what's in our storehouse mm. and we know that he became a curse for us and now I've been given his righteousness. So now what what's happened is um, I've been given, I've been made righteous in Jesus and I legizomai that. I've got to know why. I've got to mm. know very clearly. But my old thinking doesn't really get that because I still feel like a sinner and I still do trip up every now and Mm, again. Yeah. So the old thinking feeds into my conscience and my conscience continues to tell me that I am evil. That's when it says that evil, it's just said that you're, you're, you're a sinner. sinner. That's a good diagram right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the old thinking is feeding into your conscience, Mm. which then speaks to you and says you are, still a sinner mm. and you feel like you're a sinner and it gives and consciousness is very much how you feel internally it's not like emotions but it's yeah it's like a deep you know your conscience is deep isn't it it's like a deep at the core sense of how you are mm. you know it's not how you really are how you really are that's a really it's how conscience is how you really are beyond what everyone else is thinking your conscience knows what you really are mm. You know what I mean? I remember once when I was a, a child, you know, like in primary school, I hung around with some kids that were not good influences on me, and um, they broke into a store and they stole boxes of chocolate bars, and um, they wanted us to be part of it, and I, um, I didn't want to, but I didn't want to go against them. So me and another friend who were a bit hesitant, we stayed out the front and pretended we, we made a, you know, um, we did an alibi. We, we pretended we were having a game of, of um, fighting, and so they'd run off. And we, we, we were sort of like the lookouts. and mm. So I didn't go in the store. But when they came, we all went down the park and we're all sitting around eating the chocolate bars. <laughs> and I'm laying there and I remember that. And they said, oh, look at Louie. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's so happy, you know, he's eating the chocolate bar. Inside, I was feeling terrible. That was the worst chocolate bar. I was feeling so bad. I was hating this whole thing. And yet they're, oh, look at him. He's in there in the chocolate. <laughs> but what I was really like, mm. oh. Now, if I continued to do that, I would no longer feel that bad. Mm. But at that time, my conscience was, yeah. what are you doing? And I was just feeling so terrible. But I, on the outside, eating the chocolate bar. On the inside, um, and yeah, anyway, the day the police found out and I was, not a good chapter in my life, Josh. <laughs> Thankfully, the police were pretty wise to know who the ringleaders were and who were the poor stooges that just got caught up in it. And um, 
just a, a good reprimand was all I needed. Um, so I have not stolen chocolate bars since. Just, just uh, conscience is still intact there. Um, and your reputation. <laughs> well, not now. No, <laughs> now I've told you all about it. Um, so, okay, so but what this brings down is this concept here that your conscience actually feeds on something. Your conscience isn't, just isn't neutral. Yeah, that's good. Where does it get its information from? All right, so what it feeds on, and I call, what I like to call this, 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 this process here that, that feeds into this is, um, is authorities. The things that you declare are authorities in your life that need, uh, and, and then they're not there. They're very, they're very, um, uh, what's the word? Sometimes they're, very, they're not very clear sometimes. Um, I, I, I was going to say, they just happen. You don't even know how you get them. You just grow up and they sort of develop. Yeah. All right? They come, they're cultural. They're family. They're very much from a church, from the Bible. That they come in all sorts of ways. Mm. And they, they create a sense. Why did I feel so bad? Because somewhere, somehow, I had been given that sense that to steal is, is mm. wrong. But where did that come from? Where did that be, you know, get developed? Well, that came from my family and my culture, mm. both that fed into that. And there's things that what is right and what is wrong. Um, should they play football on Easter Sunday? Oh, no, that doesn't feel right. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. Football on a Sunday, yeah. no, it just doesn't feel right. Should they play it on Anzac Day? Oh, something that doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? You know, what, what is that? Why do I not feel, why do I, you know, a conscience on that? Mm. Um, because something, some authority has said what is right and wrong behavior, mm. what we should respect and what we shouldn't respect. You know, what, what, what should be, you know, um, uh, you know I, I've, I'm working on a book about um, what we talked about last week about, you know, Jesus being on the cross and the curse and things like that. And I've, one of the things was to say, what should people do with a dead body? And it's amazing. What is expected? If I told you what I was going to do with a dead body, and you know, if I'm going to say, so I'm going to take your body, I'm going to hang it from a rope over a cliff when you're dead, and that's where I'm going to leave it, you're like, oh, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> it just doesn't seem right. Or what about I'm going to, um, I'm going to bury it in a box vertically, head first. It's like, no, that doesn't, it just seems wrong. Yeah. I don't know why, but why would you do that? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to scrunch her up into a tight ball and put you in a tight box in the ground. And it's like, no, that's just <laughs> wrong. You know? uh, but what, where did this come from? Where did this sense of that's not right? It's just mm. like, but you go to another culture, they expect certain things to be done. Mm. They expect you to be hung yeah. from, you know, it's in the Philippines. They, they have people that hang you over a cliff, you know, so you go on a cliff and there's all these dead bodies hanging there. Um, okay. I expect to be put in a tree. I expect, to be la I expect to be put out and let the wild animals come and consume me. You know, that's just normal behavior. There's no conscience for that because mm. their culture is built. You know, where, where do I get the, you know, what, what, what has built this into me? What has, and these authorities, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying they're not always well understood. They often just, um, they're just there. Mm. They're yeah. just there. They just happen. And this is the problem. If I don't know why they're there and who they are, they, they train and equip my 
conscience, then that conscience speaks to me. Mm. If something is faulty and I have got one of the wrong authorities speaking to my conscience and the conscience passes that on, I feel bad with it. But if I block my conscience, I can't just block the bad bits. Mm. If I block one bit, I block them all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the bad authority the, comes it's, it's and the bad a, authority speaks. It's not a filter. No. Uh, it's, if, if I say I don't want to hear my conscience, yeah. then other bits of conscience don't get dealt with either. And mm. they're good and they're healthy. So you do not want, you do not tell someone to stop listening to their conscience. Mm. Even if their conscience is telling them something that is right. Okay. Um, this The type of conscience that has multiple voices, some good, some bad, all right, some good authorities and some bad, and it's coming up. The name for that conscience is a weak conscience. All right, remember we talked about weak conscience? A weak conscience has multiple voices, some, some from right authority and some from wrong authority, mm. and it comes up. Now, the, the funny thing is it's called a weak conscience because it hasn't been trained to get rid of the, yeah. the right voices. It's an untrained, weak, it hasn't, it just lets everything in. Mm. All right? A weak, a weak thing that this lets, ev lets it all in. Yeah. You haven't, you know, like, oh, okay, no, this, this, you know, it, it's a weak constitution, a weak uh, constitution. Uh, um, so if you go to a buffet, you're weak because you just take anything. Do you know what I mean? You'll eat good food, mm. but you'll eat garbage. Yeah. Because you're just not discerning. You just yeah. let it all come in. Your conscience is letting on. And the, the, what happens with a weak conscience is it's actually, you, you think weak, like, okay, if, if, if I said to you, you've got a weak conscience, most people think, I, Josh, don't do it. Don't do it. It's just a weak conscience. Shut up. It's actually the opposite. Yeah, it's soft-spoken, soft, not very strong. You think it's weak, okay? It's actually a misunderstanding. Mm. Weak is not, don't do it, Josh. Weak is, don't do it, don't do it. Yes, do it. yes, do it, don't do it. Yes, yes, you're okay. No, you're not okay. Josh, Josh, you're Which good. Which one? Yeah! It's like, it's like um, a, weak, a weak signal on a radio. You're, you're trying to hear the right signal on a, on a distant radio. This mm. is old days, analog. Boy, some of our examples, people might not even know what I'm talking about. You know, you're trying to dial the old analog, in, and you're trying to, and they're like, Shh. And there's lots of noise, and it's a very weak signal. That's, that just sounds exhausting. Yeah, and you're trying to get the right signal. Has anyone ever tried to listen to a radio station that was just a little bit too far away, and you're just trying to get it? And, you, and, then, and then, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, and then you go and a dip in the road, and oh, you know, and you're driving in the car. It used to be like there's a radio station I used to listen into sometimes in Geelong, but didn't give up because you know I listen to it, go down a little bit, and then I can't hear it, then I come up, then it'll be all over. Like, that's a weak. I'm getting both. Mm. So many, so many noises coming from everywhere. Hearing the right one is 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 mm. wearing. Yeah. It's a, and um, a weak conscience is actually harassing you. Okay, and I'd say this is what a lot of Christians have, an harassing conscience. Just just a, a quick thought. And if, if you're someone that, you know, that has that conscience, remember that's just one of the four voices. Yeah. And so that is like, that's just a lot of frequencies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your conscience is noisy and then you've got the Holy Spirit trying to speak. And then you've got, you know, um, uh, what else have we got? What did we say? I can't remember. What, what is it? Uh, you got four voices in, and then the hear your mind. And then, then, I'm, then I'm trying to make sense of it all. Yeah. I'm trying to weigh it up, and then the devil's giving you a hard time at the same time. Yeah, great, good. You know, and, that, and, and they feel exhausted. They feel harassed. They don't want to shut down their conscience because mm. their conscience is 
a healthy um, mm. voice. Yeah. So they feel guilty. Generally, they just feel guilty. And I would say a weak conscience describes many older Christians. And when I say old, I'm not talking about um, age-wise. I'm talking you've been a Christian for a little while. What you've done is you've built up enough voices into your conscience that now they're all speaking to you, but you haven't learned how to discern. And this is one of the things that what what one of the authority voices in that comes in, I'll do it in blue, is the voice of religion. Mm. And even the law, the old way of doing things, it still gets brought in as an authority. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And because, you know, my church said so, my pastor said so, you know, this is what, you know, <laughs> this is what they taught me in Sunday school. So those things become authorities. Mm. Okay. And um, so they, 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 they said things like, um, if you go to the movies, you're going to go to hell. All right. Now, that's sort of a, that, that, that's sort of been lost today. <laughs> Maybe there's some churches, some, some, some churches. <laughs> but, you know, when cinemas first came out, you know, um, there was, if you went to a movie theater, if, if a woman wore makeup, she's going to hell. Um, yeah, if, if, yeah if, if, you know, if you got an earring as a guy, the girls were sort of allowed to get the guys. Um, if you got a tattoo, you're mm. going to hell. Um, yeah. Um, if you wore short dresses. Now, going to hell is probably an ex extreme, but it's saying you're on the wrong path. Mm. And you say, ah, oh, maybe we're, he's wearing short dresses. Okay. You know, we're making fun of all the stuff the church has said. Is it okay to wear a miniskirt that you can sort of you know, bend over? You can... Uh, I don't know. Um, is it okay to get a skull tattooed on your chest? Is it okay to get anything tattooed on your chest? What's the Bible? Uh, oh, now I'm start. Can I can start to confuse you? Do you know what I mean? I go to the football on a Sunday. Is that okay? What about Sunday morning instead of church? Mm. Now I'm like, oh, now, of... now you're messing with me and like getting noisy in here. <laughs> um, you know. Now this is why. The worst thing you can teach someone, especially this, I've seen this happen, actually seen it worked out in lives and tried to warn, but, you know, not, not people don't want to hear. Um, if you do not train your children to work this process, at some point they will come into their lives and they will hear something you said which actually was just religion. Like, going to a movie is bad and evil and you'll, you know, Go to hell, sort of thing. They go to the movies. They see some G-rated nothing movie, and they sit there the whole time thinking God's going to strike them dead for being there. <laughs> and they watch the movie. And they go, actually, that's got a nice. That's got a. That's actually sort of like a biblical concept behind it. It's got a good moral. Mm. It's a nice movie. It made me laugh. Made me happy. This thing's not so bad after all. Hey, conscience, you led me up the garden path. You stupid conscience. You told me not to go to the movies. Because it's wrong. Mm. I went to the movies. I sat through it really guilty. And, you know, it was pretty good. So I went to another movie. And I went to another movie. Now I can go to any movie. I don't care what rating it is. I don't care what's on there. I do not feel guilty anymore. Oh, no. Um, hang on a sec. Something's gone wrong here. Something's, something's amiss here. Because I'm, I'm like... I. Yeah, I, your conscience should have kicked back in at some point, shouldn't it? Mm. But no, if your only way of doing it is blocking the conscience, 
your conscience doesn't know which ones to send through. You just block them all, mm. right? In this area, in this in this particular field. So how do you do this? What you say? Well, do I just sit there and feel guilty watching a G-rated movie at a cinema? You know, do I do I not wear you know modern clothes? Do I not get a modern haircut? Do I not? Um, can I not go to the football on a Sunday afternoon? What, 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 where does it draw the line? What can I do? What shouldn't I do? What can I drink a can of Coke? Can I get my guilty coffee pleasure? And um, what can I do? Okay, what you need to do is have a look, not at what the conscience is saying to you, but who is feeding your conscience? Mm. Who is the authority that your conscience is listening to? And when you've got multiple, and you will, you'll have multiple consciences, your, your family, your culture, your, um, your church, your Christian friends, they'll all be feeding into this. You need to determine what is the ultimate authority. Mm. That's good. Um, now, this is why it's really important because if the Holy Spirit, remember we said the Holy Spirit can be confused as the one speaking, yeah. that I, I always thought my conscience was the Holy Spirit. Well, you can't do this to the Holy Spirit. I cannot shut the Holy Spirit down and I cannot retrain him. Mm. Retrain the Holy Spirit. That's stupid. Like, like, it's like, yeah, you know. So, But if I think every voice coming to me is the Holy Spirit, then I cannot do this process mm. because I cannot recognize where it's coming from and I feel it is wrong to shut it down. But what I can do is I can set some ultimate authorities in my life. Yeah. And I train my conscience mm. that what these authorities say have the final say. Yeah. All right? And if they conflict, if you have a conflict, then this authority, and I have made the word of God a final authority. Mm. Okay? I've made the word of God, not what the church is saying. Yeah. Not what even a pastor is saying. Not what my family is saying. Mm. Not what the culture is saying. Yeah. Not what I just have just inbuilt feeling. I say what the word says about me That's good. has to be my final authority. And when there is a conflict, I teach my conscience to feel what should be right. Mm. Okay? Yeah. So I'm saying, sorry, conscience, you were given some wrong training here. The word of God says this. Now, I am not blocking my conscience. Mm. I am taking it to the word of God. I look at the word. I feed on the word, I meditate on the word until what the word says becomes my feelings mm. and my conscience begins to come in agreement. Mm. So I feel evil, I feel a sinner, I feel like, I say, no, no, I legizomai, I go. This is why we took time because I can't retrain my conscience with, don't feel that, feel this. Yeah. You can't, that's not a good enough excuse. You can't say, don't feel bad about this because I, I'm not saying, Bible says we're not to feel bad. <laughs> We're not, I'm not to feel guilty. No more guilt, no more condemnation. Therefore, anytime my conscience speaks, shut up. Mm. I'm here to enjoy life. And Christians have taken that. Yeah. Christians have said, I, I can do anything, you know, because I'm not to feel guilty. You know, there, there's, I have seen things where Christians are saying, is it okay to do this? You know, and it's like, my, my brain is almost like, what are you thinking? You know, they're, they're, they're Christian, you know, like Christian strippers. That, and it's like, and seriously, it's like... That's a new one. Well, but it's, but it's like, because I don't feel guilty. Because mm. God, I'm, I'm freed from guilt. I'm freed, mm. I'm not con condemned. Well, you should be. You should be. Your conscience should be jumping up and down and saying, don't do this, this is wrong. No, this is, this is not free. 
this is not free from your conscience giving you mm. any negative report. Yeah. This is free from the conscience giving you a wrong report based on your feelings and incorrect um, feeding authorities. I, I really like that because like with all that that it's happening, it's like it, it's it's convoluted and it's it's too complex to follow now. Yeah. So it's like the importance of having that final authority that being the word. You must train your final authority. Okay, mm. all right. So give me an example. You go and buy a $1,000 shirt, all right? Some people could never do that because they sort of, Christians should be poor. We should never splurge money. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, and, and there's an amazing series by Keith Moore called Should, um, Would Jesus Wear a Rolex? It's like, oh, no, because they didn't have watches back then. You know. Um, you might think you know the answer, and if you think, oh, yes, he would, or no, he wouldn't, why? And he actually unpacks this really scripture. He did this about 20 years ago, some of the best teaching, and what it was doing is training my conscience on how to handle finances, mm. what to feel guilty over and what to feel that's the right thing. Mm, that's good. And, um, you know, because some people are like, oh, I can, you know, I can go and buy an expensive car because I'm blessed. Well, you might just be a jerk. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not. It's having good stuff. No, no. What does the word say? What does God say about you? And there are some people they cannot buy something that's expensive because they feel guilty. Well, you've got to take that and not just squash it, because then you can become mm. both. You can become um, uh, just given over to things. Things could rule you. Yep. You could become um, not a good steward of your money and finances. Whole lot of the wrong things. Or you could be bound by religion that says you should not do this. You know, I remember reading a book once. Um, the, um, one of the kids was reading it for school, so I was reading it with them, you know, so I could talk through them. You know. um, it was the Little House on Prairie series, if anyone who's read that. And um, at one stage, they're out in this, they're basically going across um, into the prairie, you know, the open areas of um, America that were in, in establishing, they have to build their own home, have to build everything. Anyway, they, they plucked some, they plucked feathers from a duck and they built their own um, doona. You know, so they, they, made, they made a doona and the wife's in there and she's in bed with the doona on and she's so comfortable, she goes, I feel so guilty that I'm so comfortable. That's just like, I'm, I'm, she's literally like, I feel guilty. I'm, I'm too comfortable. I'm too happy. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, okay, because the authority has said to her, you know, being a Christian means things are pretty tough. And if you're enjoying yourself so much, you must be sinning. Yeah. You must be sinning. So if you're like, I must be sinning, I'm so happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's interesting. Her conscience was bothering her because she had a nice doona. Mm. And sometimes some, some people will be con that their conscience will bother you if you buy something or if you do something. And you say, Ah, so what you're saying is I can buy whatever I like and ignore my conscience. <laughs> no. I am saying you must have an ultimate authority which you must train up your conscience so your conscience becomes more finely tuned. You must tweak out all the wrong things mm. and hone into the right things yeah. and strengthen that. Mm. And how do you strengthen it? You strengthen it by the word and by obeying your conscience. Your conscience gets stronger by obeying it. Mm. Um, what time are we up? We might finish on this. This is... Um, let's took look. Let's took at he. Look, let's go to Hebrews. Um, you know the Old Testament doesn't have a word for conscience. 
Um, so any time you see um, where it says his conscience bothered, it's actually his heart. Just uh, that internal speaking. Mm. So but the Greeks had a word, sunidesis, to together. The, gr- the Greeks had it, but not the, the Hebrew. Hebrew just used the word heart. Okay. So, 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 when it, so when it says David, so David cut the um, gar- uh, the edge of Saul's cloak, and it says he felt bad afterwards. Mm. Some of the translations say he felt guilty in his conscience, mm. but actually, what it said, what it, the Hebrew says, is he felt bad in his heart. Okay. Just internally, he felt bad, and it, you know, I, I get what it means. Yeah. Um, so just you know, there you go. Don't, don't need to look at that. You can search it out yourself. But um, but often that's why you'll see the word conscience used, but it's it's the concept rather than the actual particular word. So it's there, but not not as a word. Um, okay, Hebrews five fourteen. So this doesn't mention the word conscience, but when I I, I understood what it was, mm. it's, it's talking about the conscience. Um, talk about growing up, getting stronger in the Lord, training yourself. Verse thirteen: For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for you're a baby. But solid food. Strong, meaty word digging in, strong authority mm. is for those who, who, because of practice, because of practice, they have by by doing this and working it and work and practice means obeying it and listening to it, mm. have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Mm. What's the senses there? What is it talking about? That's your conscience. conscience. Now, when I when I first read this, when I, I used to read this, I thought senses mean their smell. Yeah. It, so, you know, so first of all, I mis- there was misunderstood a couple of things. First, I, I understood senses as everybody had plural. You know, your senses, my senses, Jordan's senses. No, um, this is like saying have have their noses trained. All right, I'm talking about we don't. How many noses do you have? One. One. It's plural, but that's because I'm talking about everybody's mm. noses. But we don't. We all only have one. Yeah. Okay, so we only have one. It's only got one. But it's the plural is because it's talking to a plural people, all right. So that was my first thing. Ah, and it's not talking about your natural senses: touch, touch, taste, smell. I can't think of. There's five of them, isn't it? Sight. Sight. Yep. Train to discern good and evil. Ah, oh, so I'm, they've trained their conscience to give them good feedback, mm. and they've trained it by listening to it and obeying it because. Because of practice, they've done what it says and their conscience has got good and strong and clear. Mm. And the more you train it with the word and then you obey what it says, your conscience becomes good. It becomes an ally to you. It begins to help you and speak. Because I'm going to say this. I think most time when people think, um, they think the Holy Spirit's speaking to them, Mm. it's actually your conscience, right? But if it's speaking about righteous issues you think that's the holy spirit should i go to that place i feel a check that's often not your conscience Mm. you think oh because your conscience is trained to work out things that are not right and your conscience is in that spirit realm so Mm. the holy spirit can be sort of working as an ally yeah but that feeling i mean you know have you ever gone to somewhere and just feel this is not right i'm not in the right place i shouldn't be here Okay, it's like a conscience thing, but you think, but I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I just have the, I had, I had the feeling, the same feeling as if I was going to grab that can of Coke when I said I'm not going to have a sugary drink, you know, any, any soft drinks. I feel not quite right. Now I'm not doing anything, but I suddenly have that sense. And we say, well, that was the Holy Spirit. Mm. Well, that can be your, your conscience 
is sort of is picking up and saying you're just not in the right place. You're not doing the right thing, and you know. So some so whether we say oh the Holy Spirit warned me, or I had you know just had a sense. Mm. Um, I think they work together, especially if your if your conscience has been trained and it's good and healthy. It's an ally. Yeah, it helps you to know. I feel good about that. Mm. It, it helps you to do things, you know, um, with the pleasure of God. So you can buy your coffee, all mm. right? You can get that coffee. And you can have peace. <laughs> and you can have peace because like, God's like, it's all good. R- Richer than me already, already have that. So yeah. <laughs> but that might be because of a seared conscience, not because of a good conscience. I don't think right? you can fix <laughs> <laughs> um, So... I think that's talking about um, conscience. Um, the Thayer Dictionary says, um, it's the faculty of the mind for perceiving, understanding, judging moral decisions. Um, Strong's called it the organ of perception. Uh, and, I, and I think that they're, this, they're words getting around to me, conscience. The mm. place where conscience is born and it comes up. All right? So the, the highest thing is you need to train your conscience. And God actually wants you to do this. It's actually a part and a package of what he's done in the new covenant. Mm. He says now, because when your old feelings say, you're actually still a sinner, you say, he says, no, no, no. I want you to have a completely retrained conscience where you actually feel internally. See, we've been told don't trust our feelings. Ignore our feelings. I, and that's true mm. when, when they're just flesh feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Emotions that aren't right. What I'm saying is we retrain our conscience so that our conscience, that very core part of us, feels comfortable. Mm. And some people don't know that feeling. They always feel as if they're not doing enough. You know, if you stop and rest, you sort of feel like, I should be reading my Bible. I should be witnessing. If I don't do this. And then they say, well, I'm not going to go to church because I'm just just overloaded. You know what I mean? And and it's it's the whole thing's wrong. You know what I mean? Just train your conscience about what is right and so that you have a peace and you're not going to church. Don't come to church to stop your conscience bothering you. Do you know what I mean? Come to church because you have a clear conscience and you're in a good space. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. and, 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 you know, for, for all the right reasons. So, yeah, I, this is one thing that it's actually rooted deeply into the work that Jesus did on the cross. It's rooted deeply into our covenant work. And that's why Paul said you are to love out of a pure heart and a sincere faith. And he says operating with a good conscience, which means a conscience that is working in the healthy way. Yep. It's a right way. It's doing it the right. The right authorities. Yeah, the right authorities. And it's giving you the right signals. And that means that you're, you're being, um, you're, getting, doing a, you're doing right. Well done. Yeah. And um, you can buy something or do something, and it's like God says, well done. This is my pleasure on you. This is, ah, in a sense. See, your conscience, a lot of people just associate the conscience with, it only turns up when you're doing something wrong. I feel bad. But actually, it, it gives an affirmation as well. Mm. And so some people, ah, oh, but that affirmation they're built on is if you've got the wrong authority, you have to be doing deeds like in the law in order for your conscience to be becoming settled, yeah. in which case you're, you're, you're you're building yourself up to a wrong spot because it makes... See, when you're busy and doing the right thing, you feel good. But if you stop doing the right thing, you feel bad. 
So I have to start doing the right thing again in order to feel good. Mm. And then what you find is you have to do more of the right thing in order to get that feeling. Because yeah. you ease back a little bit and you start to lose it. So in the end, you're sort of having to, <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. What was it in um, was it Hebrews nine you were preaching from or teaching from before about um when Paul's like you can't this the law can't gain you a good conscience. It was like when you when you first introduced the topic you were talking about how it's like we would have seen it as you would have thought it was you can't gain free you can't gain freedom or forgiveness. But Paul's like and it's sort of what you're talking about that people who are trained from the wrong conscience. Your you, it can't maintain itself. You can't. The law can't sustain a good conscience. Exactly, hundred percent. That's um, um, Hebrews nine verse nine. You cannot make the worshiper perfect in conscience. Um, yeah. So if you if you are leaning in, and that's why we we did a teaching a couple of weeks ago um, about you cannot have two households. You cannot mm -hmm. have the law. This is why it's so important. Because if the law is still hanging around, yeah. feeding into your conscience, it will be making you feel good when you do good things, mm. making you feel bad when you are not doing good things, and then you can't maintain that, and then you suddenly have to keep doing... And then you have what most Christians feel, that they're sort of just trying enough to keep their level, <laughs> just trying to keep their conscience at bay mm. and stop feeling bad. That's that's enough for them. And every now and again, they can do something that makes them feel really they gotta, good. They've got to start appeasing their conscience. Yeah. Got to, and no, no, no. So you need to retrain your conscience as to who, why I feel good, why I feel right, and you say, oh, that means I don't have to do anything good. No. This, this is why you can't block it, train it. And then it, my conscience gives me greatest approval when I'm walking in new covenant ways. Mm. Yeah, All right? So whether I'm doing something or not doing something, if I'm doing it in rest, my conscience says this is a good way to do this. Okay, if I'm doing something or not doing something, I'm doing it in the spirit of rest, which is, you know, Hebrews says, be diligent, enter the rest, the rest of God. If I enter into that and I'm, I'm trusting him and relying upon him and I'm in faith and I'm at peace in that, my conscience says is good. My conscience tells me when I'm getting out of rest, not when I'm doing the wrong thing. Mm. My conscience, I'm training my conscience to listen to rest, spiritual rest. That doesn't mean when I'm sitting down, my conscience is good. It's spiritual. You know, when I'm walking, when I'm in yoke with Jesus, hey, all you are weary and heavy laden, come. Take my yoke upon you and I will give you rest. And I, So when my conscience says you're in step, good. When you're chafing, no, 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 get back. That's, that's, that's what you want your conscience. So, hey, should I buy a coffee? Well, what does, what does being in step with Jesus say at this moment? He says, let's have a coffee. So I have a coffee. Actually, I wouldn't have a coffee because I hate coffee. But, you know, let's have a can of drink. Can I have a can of drink? Well, if I feel a freedom, in, if, if, I, if I'm in rest and, and I feel the Spirit says, yeah, that's good, then I'll have it conscience-free because mm. that's good. I'll, in fact, and actually, I feel God's approval. I feel his blessing because he said, yeah, let's do this. That's good. We're in rest. Do you know what I mean? Um, so my conscience is, that's what listens. And then, then it, it, uh, you know, okay, so that... We've gone good time today, um, but Psalm 103 forgives me, and this is an essential part of that. Mm. You need to work it, strengthen yeah. it, make it good. Just why don't you pray for the people? Father, we, we just thank you for such an awesome teaching today. 
Um, and I, I just know that we can all go away from today and, and take something that, that we've got to work on and, and change and, and get it right. And we thank you, Father, that you are right there with us in that process, that you are a good Father and that you, you have forgiven us, that we know that we are forgiven, that we are righteous, and that these things, um, the covenant that you have given us, that we can do this guilt-free. It is good and it is right. We just bless the people, Father God, that it would not stay here today, but it would, uh, that we'd take it with us into our lives and our relationship with you and everyone, Father. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you all.